Hi everybody and welcome to the Insomnia Running Club podcast. My name is Mark Gallagher. Here we chat about everything to do with running, feats of endurance, uh, inspiring stories, how-tos and generally everything that we chat about at the Running Club. Uh, First off, thank you very much for tuning in and I really hope you enjoy the episode. And that's what this podcast is, you know, uh, the, in the title, I remember back in the day, it was, I my dad beat your dad, you know, very, very, very uh, boyish, Belfast uh, thing to do in school. Everybody's dad was the hardest dad in the world. Uh, everybody's uncle was top man somewhere who'd beat someone in a bare knuckle boxing championship and probably they don't even know anybody, They'd probably don't even have an uncle, but... Hi everybody and welcome to the Insomnia Running Club podcast. This week's episode is Celebrity, My Dad Would Beat Your Dad, My Uncle Was Top Man the SAS and Beat a Navy Seal at Pitchy. What that means to anybody else that uh, doesn't live in Belfast is uh, motivational stories. <laughs> Motivation, uh, we all love them. Uh, I know I love hearing all these things about uh, people, you know, they've done these incredible things from nothing. Underdog stories, what people deem as impossible stories, um, stuff to get you you going, you know, the the Rocky montage type stories. Um, that's what I'm talking about this week because I love them. Uh, I definitely, definitely, definitely feed off them. Um, and that is sometimes what gets me through training solo, especially if I'm out on a long run by myself. Um, you know, I can uh, quite literally make make my own movie up in my head uh, of these inspirational things and they sort of montage my own training together in my head to, to, to make it uh, motivational <clears throat> and to get me through it. Um Sorry, I just <laughs> hear me clearing my throat and coughing. I feel like I'm starting to get a bit of a, a cold this week. Um, but uh, motivation being motivation and all that there, nothing's going to stop me from doing my podcast uh, this week. So I do apologise if I am a bit sniffly, bunged up or um, clearing my throat. I do apologise. But hopefully you can uh, cipher through it and you can stick with me. But yes, uh, I do love um, motivational story. I love a motivational movie. I love something that leaves me afterward buzzing, vibrating, uh, ready to climb mountains, ready to wrestle a burr, ready to move to Philadelphia and run up a bunch of steps. I love it. Um, absolutely love it. Since I have got into endurance sports and, and pushing myself physically, uh, motivation or motivational uh, stories you know stories like what you're trying to do yourself stuff you can relate to motivational films uh anything that gives me an edge to get moving and to dig that wee bit deeper and to go a wee bit further i'm all over it i just love it whenever before i i started uh training for the triathlon last year before i started running for the marathon and all these sorts of things i didn't read um, I, I I can read, you know. I'm not saying that as if I don't read or, or I can't read. It's it's just not my thing, you know. Reading for me was 
an internet uh, article or a magazine or if someone handed me the paper I would read a couple of bits and pieces out of it or something off Facebook or whatever but uh, I wouldn't ever sit down and open up a book and read um, I then got introduced to audiobooks which I have to say I probably have changed my life I love them absolutely love them um so much you can get uh from that you know i've went from not reading anything to in the past year and a half i think i've gone through about 40 50 audiobooks something ridiculous like that um i just love them can't get enough of them and fairness I'm probably in a very, very niche thing where I just, I love a particular type of story. I love underdog stories. I love people who have come back from oblivion. I love people who have, you know, really not been set up in life to do anything great and have went on to achieve massive, huge success, you know, educated people who have traveled the world to expand their horizons and have ended up seeing something that needs done in the world and have pursued it and have changed other people's lives you know and uh, people who have been uh, fighting addiction and uh, ended up becoming you know what nobody who, who fights addiction somebody who has all the, the privilege in life someone who has all the opportunities given to them what things that those people can't even achieve or tap into um you know just that those types of stories um or what could get you on a run, you know, you can be busted after five mile and you feel like you're going to quit and then all of a sudden a particular bit of music comes on in your ear or a part of an audio book and you really look back at yourself and go, I am a big pansy, you know, what am I playing at here? I can do so much more, I can go so much faster, I can do so much harder, bigger, faster, stronger, better, whatever, you know, an audio book in your ear can set your world alight um you know feeling sorry for yourself at a time you know whenever you've done a big block of training or you're uh you're really struggling you know with an injury or whatever and you, you think you're you're down and out you're beat um listening to something can just change your your thought process and spur you on to dig a wee bit deeper to think a wee bit different and to work your way through it and ultimately come out you know better off on the other side <clears throat> i know for me uh almost became an obsession of listening to it um whenever it came out um pretty much this podcast is going to be um you know everybody hears uh, you know motivational stories that's what we do on at, at, on the but the running club will be out in the morning and we'll be telling stuff did you hear about this guy who done this and your woman who done that there and then she went and done that straight after and these crazy things you know we feed off them and it just gives you energy um and that's what this podcast is you know uh, the in the title i remember back in the day it was i my dad beat your death you know very 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 uh boyish Belfast uh, thing to do in school. Everybody's dad was the hardest dad in the world. Uh, everybody's uncle was top man somewhere who'd beat someone in a bare knuckle boxing championship and probably they don't even know anybody. They probably don't even have an uncle. But these are the type of stories from, you know, 
secondary school right up um, that everybody loves and everybody feeds off. But for me, uh, one of the ones, whenever I was trying to do radical change in my life and, and sort of go from a slob, 16 stone, um, 30 year old man with no real enthusiasm for exercise and looking after himself anymore to trying to become, you know, a super, super physically fit uh, human being capable of covering massive distances in open water and uh, on land, on my feet and, and on a bike. You know, whenever I was going through that and, and trying to to get out of my set routine and what was comfortable, uh, a book I downloaded and I must now quite easily have listened to it. I'm actually listening to it in the car at the minute. Um, it must easily be now on the 11th, 12th time listening to it, is the story by David Goggins, Can't Hurt Me. I'll not spoil the book, um, but pretty much the stuff that you can get from that um, is incredible. There's one-liners, there's whole chapters where you're gripped. In fairness, the whole book you are gripped. But the bare bones of it is there's a man who was born into poor circumstances, you know, um, not a poor lifestyle, but definitely the wrong role model in his life, um, the wrong family setup. He just didn't have it easy. Um, grew up very insecure, um, grew up um, with a very, very much so a, a, a victim mentality. Um, and he had a turning point in his life one day. He had enough. Um, I think we ch- chatted about it a few podcasts back. Enough was enough. Wasn't going to settle for his everyday normal life that he, he had at the time. And he went about... <clears throat> I talk about radical change. This is... The way he describes it is... This is going from um, the equivalent of someone who cannot read to applying for... A Harvard um, law place uh, at Harvard University he said it was so ridiculous that the task or that the achievement he was trying to accomplish, um, but he was adamant that he was going to get it. Absolutely adamant that he was going to get it, and it's all about the trials of what he went through, how much he endured, how much he calloused what he calls calloused his mind um, to endure pain, hardship. And to not let it beat him down, but to take lessons from it. Not only to take lessons from it, but to fuel him um, to the point where he was, um, to the point where he was indestructible. Nobody could break him. He was totally in control of himself. And like I say, I don't think I'm spoiling the book um, by doing that, but couple of the massive things for me and I can relate them to stories that I had them playing in the car um, I had it in my ears when I was running and they then manifested themselves into parts of my training that I was doing uh, last year I remember um, I was really really super run down I'd just done the marathon first marathon I'd ever done uh, Belfast City Marathon I was then trying to up the ante for the train and maybe didn't give myself enough recovery, but I was covered in cold sores. I had 
so like run down my skin was poor i was so dehydrated my muscles were fatigued they were filled with lactic acid the last thing i wanted to do was go and train um but i had to hold myself accountable i had uh wrote out a set of goals that i had to achieve one of them was ticked off that box the marathon was done um but i couldn't rest on my laurels i couldn't go well that's big enough I have bigger fish to fry. And part of that book uh, is a massive part of it is about accountability. Um, and I mentioned again in another podcast where David Goggins talks about his accountability mirror, where he gets real with himself, super, super real. He look at himself in the mirror uh, and he'll go, he was saying to himself, you know, you're super dumb. You are super dumb. You didn't sugarcoat it. It wasn't a case of, you know, you really need to knuckle down into the books. It was like, you're stupid. Flat out stupid. You need radical change. So you need to get your head in the books. You need to do this. You are fat. You need to um, lose a ridiculous amount of weight. You need radical change. He was totally, totally, totally accountable for his actions and for his goals that he had set for himself. Um, so rather than um, he he had he had a massive undergoing to to lose weight to, to to even to even get tried out for a goal he was looking to achieve, um, to which he, he was totally accountable. There was no let up um, for him, and I took a part of that away from that book. You know where I was like, you know, I'm totally accountable. This is what I've set out to do, um, therefore afterwards. Um, more so, you know, I went from having all my training written on my fridge. Again, I wrote about it before that I have a chalkboard for a fridge. I then started putting my goals and, and what I needed to do uh, in order to get moving again and to get going. I put that on a mirror. I had it on my screensaver and work. I had it on my diary. I had it on my phone screensaver as I opened uh, my phone. I had it everywhere. So it consumed my thoughts. So I was totally accountable for what I was doing. To which... The point where I really, really, really could have gave up. There is a, a blog post where I, that was me on the point of giving up on the whole thing. Where I was super run down. Destroyed. Uh, so I thought in my head I had it I was destroyed. Just because I'd done this big thing. Uh, but really and truly I, I was capable of so much more. There's another part of the book. So pretty much what happened was I was totally accountable. Um, the swimming was going okay but I wasn't. I wasn't nailing it, you know, at the rate I was going, I wasn't going to be um, able to complete the open water swim part of the Ironman that I was competing in. So I had to drag myself into the change rooms, into the pool, get in the water. In the water, um, there just so happened to be, it was this sort of military looking guy, covered in tattoos, shaven head, um I'll be honest with you, he just had an arrogance about him. He could swim, mind you, Grant, that's fine. But it was a public pool. He was right up the back of everybody. He was intimidating everybody. He was making people get out of the lane. He was swimming on top of them. On first glance, he put me in bad form. I was I was in bad twist looking at this guy from the word go. Um... So there's me, there's a super fit looking military guy bombing up and down the pool, pissing me off as soon as I get in. So I have a chip on my shoulder straight away, um, getting into the water. 
another part of that that book was a thing called Taking Souls, um, where David Goggins he got inside the head of his opponent or his enemy or someone he was challenging or racing. He got inside their head to the point where they couldn't break him. And he, he watched it through their eyes, more or less, where he took their soul from him. He endured so much, they couldn't throw any more at him to break him. Um, therefore, he destroyed them and he took his soul. That was my purpose going into the pool that night. I got in. I'd done my warm-up. He was trying to annoy me, this guy. He was swimming up behind me. I wasn't going to let it happen. I done my, my warm up so again just a warm up it was the same warm up I done all the time wasn't overly fast literally touched the wall of the pool to start my main set boom I was off so this guy sees me speed up for maybe three or four lengths he tries to speed up behind me he's stopping at the, the wall I'm not stopping I'm continuing on going He's hogging most of the lane. I could not care less. I swam over the top of him. I near drowned him at one stage because he was so arrogant and he was so annoying. He was trying to get in my face as much as he could. But I was not going to let it happen. Pretty much for an hour and a half, that guy tried to annoy me. Tried to break me. But what happened was I kept on going. I kept on doing I knew I was faster. I knew I was stronger. I knew I had more will than that guy. This wasn't for a medal. This was like a, a Monday night after I'd done a 12-hour shift and it went for a run in the morning. Um, I had nothing to prove in the pool at this time of night. It's just that this guy rubbed me up the wrong way and I thought, I'm not having it. I'd listened to David Goggins. I thought to myself, I am taking his soul. And I did. Anytime he tried to, to speed up to, to get close to me, I bombed past him. Anytime he slowed down, I then overtook him. This was really getting to him. Anytime he slowed down, he was in front of me. My fingertips were touching his toes. He was cheesed off. So cheesed off that at one point he sprung up out of the water, splashed the water and got out. But I know fine well now this might sound childish and petty. There wasn't a word spoken between the two of us. But in the small space of time between me getting in, all the other angry faces and people who couldn't be annoyed with his, his rubbish and what he was doing in the pool, to me then getting in with the chip on my shoulder and feeling rubbish, I thought this isn't happening. I hadn't had enough. I endured his nonsense. I endured his messing about um, for as long as I could. I wasn't intimidated by this guy. I wouldn't let him intimidate me. But instead, I flipped it. I was intimidating him. I was the one in control. I was the one that took his soul. And he was like a big crybaby getting out of the pool. He splashed the water. He was up. He was out. He was storming, storming off. And I just thought, wow, that is a victory. You know, not really the, the most super duper duper thing to be proud of and, and that you, 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 you take someone's soul, but he was deserving of it. I don't care what anybody says. This guy was deserving of it. I must have levitated about the place for about a week after that. I thought 
I thought I could beat Michael Phelps at that point. Um, but that's what I'm saying. Motivation. What you have playing in your ears. What you're surrounding yourself with. It can give you them moments. You know, that was just, a, like I say, a Monday night. Uh, after I'd finished 12-hour shift. I had done a run first thing in the morning. A five-mile run first thing in the morning. Uh, I really didn't have anything to prove to anybody. But I think it was something like 3,000 metres. Knocked out in the pool. Um after my warm up and whatever and in the process the big scary army guy who thought he was the bee's knees destroyed him absolutely destroyed him I'm sure he went home that night and he was sick and that this sort of slightly chubby rundown guy with cold sores um, who uh, <laughs> he didn't look in tip top shape destroyed him in the pool and again that is just the power of it that is how much uh, motivation um you you can get from it uh, another one um another book that i i've read uh, or listened to which again i can relate with so much maybe not in, in so many ways but there's so many things from it um that i can that i can pick from it and that, that just relates with me that i wanted to do um but rich role rich role finding ultra um rich role again was a massive inspiration for me starting a podcast um while i had started my sort of endurance journey if you will uh i was listening to to rich role and his story goes again he's probably on the opposite side of the tracks he was brought up um middle class american family um very academic um supportive family um could do whatever he 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 wished to do ended up finding his way and swimming pursued that to the point where there was a bit of struggle but he managed to get through it and 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 become a collegiate swimmer um chose the finest university to go to stanford university uh for their swim team um to which he then uh found alcohol which led to his addiction now i don't have an addiction um but he went from being a top performing athlete. He could have went all the way. He could have been an Olympian. Um, me too. I was kind of on a similar trajectory. You know, I was very, very, very good uh, at Taekwondo before I started um, selling cars. I had been to the Commonwealth uh, Games. I had I won a, a bronze medal uh, at that in my weight division. I was talented. I was on, you know, a talent program. Um, I was competing at you know A level competitions and Grand Prix style uh, world class competition and doing well. Um, and with some extra coaching and pushing and, and development, I, I probably could ha- have been an Olympian. But the draw of making money, the draw of having a social life, the draw of not having to watch what I I eat all the time and weigh myself in and maybe have a bit more freedom in life got the better of me. I started selling cars. Rich Roll, he he, he finished his university degree and, and all the rest. He became a lawyer, you know. You can't you can't say anything about that. But his alcohol addiction drove him to oblivion, rock bottom. Um, nearly killed someone um, through through drink driving. Um, was in a very bad bad place, hiding his alcohol addiction, um, and just not in a great way. Um, he then 
got sober and 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 he then started a family um to which he found himself um massively overweight unhealthy um and and again another thing which resonates with me only i was much younger whenever this happened he was talking about in his, his early 40s where he was playing with his kids and he felt nauseous and he felt um you know sweaty and and unhealthy um to the point where he near collapsed going down i think he said it was going down a flight of stairs um light-headed um to which he had this epiphany and he saw his grandfather who again was a collegiate swimmer for stanford uh university and he he had an epiphany that had to change his uh life around and he then became this mega successful and incredible uh, endurance athlete as a what some would consider a, a you know forty year old man ending into his middle uh, middle age, and he he competed at a thing called the um, the Ultraman, uh, which is pretty much a triple distance uh, Ironman. But what he went from he went from uh, sober, uh, alcoholic, recovering alcoholic, sober, um, to this sort of getting on with family life, going through the the run of things, not um, happy in his family life, but not happy in the, his total well being and 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 the way he he's looking out on the world um, to becoming this super 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 strong super fit ultra endurance uh, athlete. Uh, and that's kind of where it resonated with me because I'm in a job where I'm sat at my desk. I, you know, people bring in buns and it's just too easy to eat them. Or, you know, you'll have your lunch within five seconds. You'll scoff at India and it's the wrong stuff. And, um, you know, it's just a, a, a rat race sort of lifestyle and come home late, um, binge eat, you know, and, and not pay much attention to your health. Where this guy, he made his health, he more or less made his health. And his well-being, his livelihood also. So he was looking after himself to the point where he was just this incredible athlete. And he now, um, you know, his well-being, his livelihood is revolving around how his healthy lifestyle is. And he promotes that to others. Um, And again, he has a podcast. He talks about inspiring stories, which I think his is probably one of the most inspiring of them all. But he shares other people's inspiring stories. And just his ethos is, you know, he shares this, he gets it out into the world. Um, and it just, it, 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 it related to me so much. So again, a story I was listening to, maybe not as much as the David Goggins story where you leave it and you're absolutely buzzing and you, you do literally think you can run 200 miles through the, the desert or whatever you know he that book will leave you vibrating whereas the rich roll story that was a guy who was doing some things similar in my life to which he could do massive change he implemented steps and processes uh, and he just endured it he, he, he endurance would be the word and um, that he did he just endured it grueling punishment um new lifestyle he he opened himself to change um to which i think i have done that in my um my uh, exercise and sort of health um things i would need to work on more and again i'm open to change is obviously my my eating um he went fully 
vegan. I don't know if that's really the thing for me, but here, if it meant I would be so vitalized and, and have abundance of energy and so full of life, here I would give anything a go. But yes, the, the point of this podcast is, you know, there's things out there um, that you can listen to, you know, pretty much now anything you, you hear on a podcast is like a, a retired Navy SEAL who's become an ultra runner or someone who's climbed Everest flipping blindfolded or, you know, any of these things. And, and we can become quite blasé that there's so many of these stories out there but whenever you dig into it and you listen to the background of it and how these things came to be there's like there's so much to get out of them uh and you do literally um you start sort of thinking about things in your own life you're going well I, that's sort of happened to me and i could do this and i could do that and you know you just you just better yourself from them I still think that your why, you know, why you would do something or why you would start something is far more important than any quick fix motivation. But it is a huge tool in whenever you're feeling wick, whenever you're feeling crappy and you're not, uh, you're not on it and you've had a 50 mile week last week and your bones are creaking and the last thing you want to do is up that to a 75 mile week this week. Listening to something like that, you know, and getting rid of your victim mindset into the this is what you really wanted to achieve. And there's others that went out there and done it. And you're thinking to yourself, I'm not going to be left um, sitting here uh, resting on my laurels, you know, because I've done a 50 mile week. I'm going to go out and do a 150 mile week. Um, that's the power of, of these motivational things. You know, you, you have your why, which is getting you going. It's got you so far. Sometimes you just need literally a little boot up the arse um, to get going. I remember just again, like you, you pick little things from it. Uh, and there's one of those things. This, this is like super hard man talk. This this came from the, the David Goggins story. Uh, and it wasn't even him that said it. It was someone turned around to him uh, and said it. And I remember, I think I was feeling sorry for myself on a run one time. And this, uh, it almost became a mantra uh, going through in my head, you know. But it was just one line. And it was, uh, someone said, Goggins, you're the type of guy... Uh, who wishes they were a POW just to see if that if you have what it takes? Um, there probably is these super tough people out there um, that do think that way. I was uh, on a, on a cycle one time and I was really feeling horrible for myself. But what I done was I cycled so far away from home that there wasn't any quick route back. It was the same way back. Um, but as I was going out, you know, I was feeling. I was feeling bad on the way away from my house. Uh, I was feeling terrible. But this thought went through my head. It was like, you are double tough. You're double tough. Go away from your house. That means whenever your pansy mindset kicks in and you're too far away, you just have no option to ring back. Um, because that's the only way you're getting back. You know, So these wee, these wee snippets uh, come into your head and, and they give you that something, you know, or... Um, you you just do something mad and, and out there to to get you to get you fired up. But yes, uh, my dad would beat your dad. My uncle was top man in the SAS, SAS, and he beat a Navy SEAL at Pitchy. Um, that that's pretty much my take on motivation. 
anybody else, by the way, who is again outside of Belfast, uh, here in Northern Ireland, um, that doesn't know what pitchy is, um, pretty much, uh, well, look it up, look up Belfast pitchy online and, and you'll see what it is. Um, I noticed from the other day, I have a, a, a few people, uh, in the Netherlands, who are listening uh, to me on this podcast again the power of the internet and um, they are probably listening going pitchy what on earth is pitchy look it up um, start playing it in the office uh, the only thing is you might lose a few quid uh, but here listen it's been great uh, talking to you again uh, I'm really really enjoying myself I'm really enjoying the podcast the response I'm getting from it, uh, from the last one, and then people went and listened to the previous podcasts, uh, is fantastic. You know, people starting to open up and, and tell, um, tell me stories, which again is something I'm going to lead on to here very shortly. Um, but yes, people just love feeding off the stories that people are telling. Stories give you motivation. Uh, and again, that was that sense of community that I was talking about. So what I'm going to do with this one before I leave you here, I'm going to put up links to my Modern Man, Modern Expectations um, Instagram page on the YouTube channel as well. Please feel free to send me a message. I'm going to put up the email address as well. But share with me what incredible stories, you know, maybe ones that nobody knows, not the, the mainstream ones like David Goggins and Rich Rolls of this world. Um, but share with me, you know, what, what they even call the old school knuckle draggers, the people that are out there in the shadows doing these absolutely ridiculous feats of endurance, strength, um, persistence. Um, these stories need to get out there into the world. Um, and if you have any, please share them with me. Some of the best ones I'll, I'll mention. We'll even do a separate podcast. We'll, we'll talk you through them. Uh, and we'll all leave typed up and, and ready to climb mountains. But listen, it's been an absolute pleasure again. Um, I hope you've enjoyed the episode. I know I've enjoyed chatting to you here. Um, and I'll catch up with you uh, the next time. All the best. Cheers. <laughs>